everybody. It's comedian Trent McClellan, and you're listening to my podcast called The Generators. Every single week, I have a cool guest, and we talk about uh, life, professions, creativity, success, failure, and all sorts of other cool stuff. In every single one of these conversations, I learned a great deal, and I'm pretty sure you're going to learn a great deal, too. So uh, hang on tight, and thanks for listening to The Generators. Absolute Canadian classic, all uncovered by the Watchmen, and um, that's a relevant tune for today's podcast, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, welcome to The Generators with me, Trent McClellan. If you are returning, thank you for your loyalty and your patronage. I really appreciate it. You know where you sit. Go ahead, grab that favorite seat of yours or whatever it is you do. If your ears are new to this, thanks for checking it out. I hope you enjoy it. Um, hope everything's going well with you folks out there in the world. Um, I'm recording this right now from my home in Calgary, and uh, we are going through a insane heat wave right now. I think it was 32, 33 or something today, which, of course, is uh, you can, I don't know, quadruple that on your patio. That's what Canadians like to do, right? Yeah, it was 32, but like on my patio, it was like 104. Like that's a Canadian trait. And we do the same thing for the winter. Yeah, it was there, but it was colder at my place. Um, so it's crazy, crazy hot right now. And I think this is the boiling point of the summer. Uh, and then on the other end, it's going to be hot all week here. And then, of course, I think after that, every day, it's a degree less. Every day till eventually, frost warning. That's right. You're welcome. That's Canada for you, just slowly chipping away. The bucket fills up, and then it slowly leaks until it's minus 35. But uh, So, yeah, enjoy this summer if you can. Enjoy the sun. Get out there. Be careful. Be safe. Drink lots of water. Don't be in the sun too long. I sound like your mother. What am I doing? That's not my job here. I'm a podcaster. I'm a comedian. Okay, I'll get back to that. Um, what's going on with me? I have been doing some, uh, some guest spots around the city, getting ready for some big shows coming up. So here you go. Maybe I'm coming to your town. All right. First of all, Calgary, Alberta, playing the Laugh Shop, August 30th to September 1st. Three shows, one Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday. All the shows are at 8 p.m. Uh, you can get tickets at the uh, laughshop, I think, .com, .ca, the website. Tickets are on sale now. It's my last show in Calgary for quite a while because I had off to uh, 22 minutes in Halifax literally the next day. So I uh, would love to see your faces. If you're not into camping on the long weekend, you're not into, uh, I don't know, playing hide-and-seek with bears, I don't know what you do out there in the woods, um, come on down to the old laugh shop, and we'll laugh at life together. Love to see you. Um, also, I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to Halifax. I don't know. Why don't I do a stand-up comedy show or two while I'm there? So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do, okay? Brand-new comedy club just opened up a few months back. I've heard great things about it. 
Uh, it's run by the fine ladies who also produce the Halifax Comedy Festival. It's the Last Laugh Comedy Club. Uh, I'm playing there September, I think, 14th and 15th, Friday, Saturday. Two shows, I think different lineups on each show. We got Lachlan Patterson, Sophie Buttle. I think Hani Brander's on these shows. A uh, ton of laughs, ton of talent on there. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting out to Halifax. So I think you can check out those shows too on uh, Laugh, Last Laugh Comedy Club. .ca, I think, is their website. So tickets are available for that right now, too. So we'd love to see you at that. going to be a fun couple of nights. Um, oh, also, quick shout-out to my boys at the Calgary Foothills um, Under-23 team, the PDL team. They are the PDL champions, ladies and gentlemen. They went down to Reading, Pennsylvania, and they handed that team their first loss of the season. Bam, on their home pitch in front of their home fans. Here you go. Is that our trophy? you damn right it is. And they grabbed it and got on the plane and brought it back to Calgary. Congratulations. Um, I went down to the old Ship and Anchor pub last night and uh, celebrated with the team and coaching staff. And uh, congrats to Tommy Wielden Jr., the coach, and everyone involved with the club because it's uh, a lot of work, a lot of years of preparation, and to finally win it, uh, win it all is a pretty sweet feeling. So it was great to talk to some of the players about the game, championship game and uh, the season in general. And, um, yeah, kind of hoist a few with those guys because uh, they put a lot of work in. So what a great uh, end of the year, of course, with the championship and also what a great launch into the uh, Canadian Premier League season next year where I'm sure a bunch of those players will probably be suiting up for um, Calgary Calvary FC in April. So uh, congrats to everybody there. Job well done. Way to go. Okay. All right. Let's set up this uh, this episode, everybody. If you've, you may not have guessed, uh, guessed it, if you're not, uh, I don't know, CSI material. I mean, I don't know what, what your skill set is. Uh, based on the song I played off the top, my uh, my guest this week is Danny Graves, lead singer of The Watchmen. That's right. That's right. Rock. Canadian rock legends. Okay? Okay? Nothing less. Legends. These guys put out such great music over the years. Um, stuff that I, you know, in my university years, I mean, that stuff was just on constant rotation at any of these 15 houses that I would have lived at in university. Um, you know, classic songs, Boneyard Tree, Lusitana, All Uncovered, Stereo, um, the hits go on and on. And uh, they were in town about a month back playing a show during the Calgary Stampede. And uh, Danny was uh, kind enough to pop over to my place and uh, the next day. And we sat down and chatted about the show the night before, which had some technical glitches that we kind of start the interview with. And uh, we talked a lot about a lot of great stuff that I think you're going to enjoy. I talked a little bit about, um, you know, maybe the Tragically Hips influence on the band and Gord Downey in particular. And, and Danny goes deep into that one, which was really, really cool to hear. And uh, talking about the music business in general and creativity, songwriting, parallels between comedy and songwriting. And uh, just a great conversation, man. A good dude. And I uh, really appreciate his time. And so if you're a Watchmen fan or a music fan, or just a fan of creativity, or, I don't know, just a fan of good conversation, I think you'll enjoy my conversation with Danny Griff. So here it is, coming up. Thanks for listening. Jump into it. An open book. I see a new a new uh, album. 
uh, open well, book. Open book. Yeah, I don't I think like that'd that. be. I don't think that'd be a good name for an album. It's not yet. really good. No, it'd be confusing. <laughs> People are like, I'm looking for this book. He's yeah, got out. Okay. Can't find it anywhere. No, it's <laughs> the name of the album. You idiots. God, I need smarter people in my life. Uh, how how you feeling about the show last night? Uh, it, it feels good, actually. Um, I like that. I like that it's the next day, and I. I, I will. <laughs> you like that it's the next day? Uh, well, I like that it's the next day now, and I can look back on it. You know, the show days are are a challenge. That was a tough one. There was a lot of a lot of things going on, and and uh, you know, you're always uh, you're always you always hope that the people that come there get a good thing, and you want to make sure it. It happens right, and uh, and it did. All in all, we did have some technical glitches, but I mean, it's not really a big deal. I'm glad we we got to power went out. We had, we got to go back on, but it was touch and go. Yeah, we weren't going to come back on, and we we're saying, God, we saved our our best three songs for like we were there coming. <laughs> so I don't think we played anything that they knew for the, for the first hour and a half. You know, it's like we gotta 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 like satisfy a little bit of uh, of what they came here for. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I was busting your balls when I came back to the side and I go, are you doing that encore thing where you just prolong it? You want them to start chanting your name? like Breaking right, the walls down. All right, they've earned it. Let's come back out and really give them the hits. Like, No, it was uh, we like our our uh, our stage guy was tearing stuff down already. Yeah, and, I saw him unplugging shit. And he was like, and we sort of said, okay, we'll do it. He said, well, half the stage is torn down. So, okay, well, then you only have half to set back up then because we need to do these tunes. And, and if everything's working, so... Yeah, but whatever. Like, you know what? Uh, uh, I don't know who said it. Uh, well, my drummer he said it, but I, it couldn't have been his original idea. I know that. Um, but you know, it's, shows are good when something happens. You know, yeah, when yeah. You can kind of go through. You know, go through a show. We've probably done. You know, in I mean, maybe south of three thousand, but not by much in terms of thirty years worth of shows. Right. Uh, we're in our thirtieth anniversary right now. Crazy! Uh, Congrats, man. Um, Thank you. Uh, so, like, and you just, and sometimes you don't remember, like, you don't remember a lot of shows. Like, like, oh, was that the one where the band room was kind of outside or the toilet was in the center? Like, you have to remember the show a whole different way from, it together. you know, how you played or what, what songs, who knows what songs we played. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. but then when something happens, like, you forget the words. And then, like, you know, like, those are the kind of moments that, 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 uh, that I think make, make shows special. You know? Yeah. Uh, even if it's like the worst thing in the world and then but then you get through it and you get on the other side of it and then you have this this great way to remember the show yeah, that's <laughs> right yeah moving forward you feel that too like i find in stand-up the same thing like when something because you you can get into a pretty autopilot fashion Absolutely. when you're doing the same thing every mm -hmm. night mm -hmm. and uh you're right if it's a waitress who breaks a glass or somebody yelled something out and right. it just there's an excitement to that. Like there's a, there's a tangible yeah. change in the room. Yeah. You know? The unexpected. There's like the, yeah, there's something energy heightens and, and things are, you know, things, things change. And that's, uh, people don't, I mean, I think performers realize that. Yeah. And I think that the audience will remember something special. Remember you forgot, like I've done this, I forgot the words, the second verse and the audience starts seeing and helping me. And yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a ploy, but it's like, no, actually you helped me there. Like I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Thank so, God you like, were there. <laughs> if you weren't there, we would have stopped and started again, you know? <laughs> it <would have> been, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that, that's, that's really powerful. And that, uh, and it doesn't happen very often, you yeah. know, and that, and last night there was, I mean, I had a couple of drinks in between when it was like, okay, we're done. Like, power's out. I can't do anything. And I just sort of, 
you know, kind of went a little overboard. And then all of a sudden we had to go back on and, and, uh, it was like, Oh my God, like, I don't, I'm not sure how, what's going to happen here. You know, I wasn't, go here. I wasn't, I wasn't sure what was, you know, it's like, I know I can do it, but I just don't know what, you know, how it's going to be. And it was great. I, I, there was something that happened that, uh, just like the last three tunes, tunes we've played thousands of times, and it just it felt like something happened because yep. because because shit wasn't gonna you know the show was in was was uh, there was a threat of it just being over like really sort of prematurely and run we couldn't we had no power to say goodbye you know like yeah, was, yeah. that was sort of what it was <laughs> That's right too yeah so uh, could so even yeah, announce we, what was happening well and, and we couldn't we couldn't and nobody could and then and I was talking to some. The girls like a few like an hour or so later afterwards and they didn't know anything that happened like it wasn't obvious to yeah. people that oh you know bad stuff happened it was like they thought oh they just decided to <laughs> stop in the middle of the last chorus and, <laughs> and walk off the stage that's their new thing now yeah, yeah. that's what it is now, you've heard enough you know and you know and, we change it up and uh, keep you on your toes right so so that was you know so when i heard that i was like well thank god we came on again to just at least explain to the people who, you know, aren't paying attention as much that, yeah. yeah, we didn't do this on purpose. This wasn't in our, this was the worst thing that could have happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, just so you know. Yeah. So sweating bullets back here. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm glad, you know, I'm glad cause really we weren't going to do it. And then we decided to do it and it worked out. So I think it's cool too, because for the folks that did know there was something going down, I think there's, when you do come back out and you do kind of pull it out of the fire, I think there's, there's an excitement to that too. Like this yeah. is going to happen and yeah. we are going to hear those tunes we all right. wanted to hear. Right. Cause it was really cool last night. Like, cause I was at the side of the stage there and like to look at faces of people, like it's really cool to watch, to watch people, people enjoying watching. it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I, you know, as a performer myself, I, I made a uh, kind of a pact a year or two back to get to more live shows and see the bands mm-hmm. I want to see and comedians that I want to see live. Because mm-hmm. for a while, I was like, well, I'm performing. Ah, last thing I want to do is go to a venue now and sit, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's really still cool to be in the audience and kind of just watch people's faces. Yeah, like, for you know? sure. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't do enough of that. Like, I'm in, I'm in Toronto and uh, I want to. And I make like, we, I, I own a little bar in Toronto. So I see really great stuff that comes in. Uh, the bar's gotten really high in terms, like really low key people who nobody knows and people who don't bring anybody with them or anything. Like yeah. it, it's just sort of music for music's sake. I don't, we don't make any money on it. Yep. I just, it's like, I have it cause I want it. And you know, and so, uh, but I love it. Like there are things that, that, you know, people, and I sing with some of the guys, cool. um, and it's just, I think we've segued, you know, we, we can get back to it, but I just, it just reminded me of this. So I decided to start talking about it. No, go where you um, want. Um, uh, yeah, it just, I just I need to get out and see more shows. And I was going to ask you when you're in Toronto again because I I love comedy. Like I like when that was that was another thing too. I'd love just in my early touring years, uh, and maybe it was like what, 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 I don't know what was on TV like in the '90s. Like if like what late night comedy standups I would I would have seen. Yeah, yeah. But I saw like a whole bunch of guys and and stuff like I remember things I don't know the names but that it's become part of my language like I tell I just tell the same jokes you know and and they're all some other guys jokes right that I hear I don't tell them as they're mine but I just it's just part of my language now and I just realized it's just so I've remembered stuff for 20 years how this you know like Dana Gould I mean you probably know yeah 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 yeah. hilarious Actually, I saw. Actually, he was the last stand-up guy I saw in Toronto. I said, "We got to see this guy because I love this guy." He said, "He said something." 
that made me laugh for, for fucking two weeks, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, and it's just like, so that, that, that was such a big part of, uh, a big part of what I loved on the road, you know, and on the radio, yeah. like in this like stand up stations or whatever. Yep. Um, and, and I don't see, I don't really go to comedy shows in Toronto and it's too bad. Yeah. Know? A lot of great stuff there. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I all bet the time. there is. I bet there is. And yep. it just, it always makes me, you know, having these kind of conversations and re- and, you know, being lucky enough to sort of say, oh, wow, this, this, this girl can really sing or whatever, like in, in passing, just realizing that, yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta check out more stuff because it does inspire me. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it's, what I was going to say. Yeah. There's always that, there's that, there was a period where, where I didn't want to listen to anything when I, when I was like writing my own stuff. Like I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be encumbered or affected by a thing. Um, like in in the studio, especially, oh, listen to this great radio atten- radio atten- radio head tune. And I said, no, no, I can't listen. You know, I'm writing this verse, and I can't. I don't want to hear anything else. And I, whether for, for for better or for worse, that was just sort of my vibe. But now I realize that when I see people, I just think, God, I want to do that again. Like I want to. Yeah. I mean, again, like we're still doing it, but you know, actively, I want to, you know, write more of my own music. I'm doing some solo stuff. Cool. Uh, uh, like just piano and voice uh, shows occasionally. That's sort of a new thing for me. Yep. I've played piano my whole life, but I dropped it when I was just in the band. So I had to kind of relearn how to do my stuff and say, I wonder if I could put like a 40 minute set together of stuff that didn't piss me off or that I, I actually get through it myself and sort of not, and not be embarrassed by it or think that it was good enough to, to get out there. So I did, it took about a year to sort of, I have a piano in my bar and, sort of rehearsing and playing and I've done a few of them and it's like, it's awesome. It makes cool. me feel it's kind of a new thing. It's yeah. and, and it's not, um, it's not anything I thought I would do. And I'm just sort of saying, okay, I want to start getting into the, the local Toronto scene. I've never been in the local Toronto right. scene yeah, because yeah. you're always like, you're the guy that gets you, you, they fly you here and you do shows and whatever. Yep. We're not, a, we're not a, we're, if we're a local anything, we are a local Winnipeg band, but it's been so long that we're not in that scene now either. You right. know, we're sort of, we sit in a, a place that's that's sort of our own, you know. Well, I think that happens too, like in comedy, and it's it's easy to do, I guess, because when you get to a certain level of success, you kind of like comedians often will like not go to open mics anymore, or they won't. Right. Like you kind of forget, you know. I've had it happen to me where I go, "Oh, that's I need to get back to that." Like that's how I started and generated all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That grunt work, that every day being around it, what are other people talking about? Like you just seem to have your finger on the pulse more so. Yeah. But once I started doing shows across the country and started playing shows in the US and stuff, last thing I wanted to do after coming back from a tour is like I should go hit an open mic on a right. Tuesday night. It's like right. I want to spend time with my wife and dog yeah. and do whatever. So you start making all these excuses, but at the end of the day I'm like, nah, I still gotta fill the well yeah. up. I yeah. still gotta no, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And that's you know, I'm I'm I don't I don't do it as much. Um but I mean, I'm glad that I, that I bring in this music that comes into the barn that I see and I realize, yeah, you know, these guys are great. And I've talked about, so yeah, we should, and actually th- there's been one of the guys, the jazz guitar player. So he, he was doing a show at this other barn and said, Hey, you want to sing a couple tunes? And we sort of rehearsed this thing. And it's like, yeah, like in the, the, the underground jazz scene. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's tiny yeah, yeah. in Toronto. Um, well, it's not tiny. It's just, it's. I don't want anybody to offend anybody that, that may or may not be listening. <laughs> As the uh, bloggers start, right. meet the oh, jazz bloggers start. I know they're gonna they're gonna have me they're gonna have me for lunch. <laughs> Did you hear what uh, he said? But just the the idea of singing in front of three people in this sort of jazz thing and being 
at a sort of a different club or just this thing that I don't ever do is yep. uh, is amazing, you know. And and I find that the songs he he wrote these kind of little songs, no words, just sort of like singing with his crazy jazz shit that that I I can't even count. I don't even know what what is happening. It's like, am I coming in right? Like, cause I don't, there's a whole bunch of shit that I don't, like, I feel like I want to turn my head to the right when I'm singing this, but am I, yeah. as long as I'm doing it okay. And, and I was, uh, for most of it. And, but it's like just a whole, you know, a whole neighborhood of things that I don't know. And there's nothing better than that. You know, It's exciting. And, yeah. I think when you leave that comfort zone to a certain degree, that's, it's terrifying yeah. a little bit, but some great shit comes out of it yeah, usually. No, you know? it does. And I, I just, I feel that, I feel that way more. The Watchman doesn't do that. It does other things. Like right. It does, you know, it satisfies like, a whole bunch of people. And I'm humbled that, I'm humbled that people still give a shit really. Like I, I, I it's been a long time. Um, and I, I, I understand it because that's the way music is. It's a timepiece. Like, oh, I like this song. I think about this when this happened 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. then you like that song forever, you know? So yep. it doesn't, that, does, that stuff doesn't go away. And so I realize that because I, I see it every day within within like who I'm a fan of. Right. Uh, so I do understand it, but still, it's like you know, I was always just thinking, guys, anybody gonna show up? Like, I can't believe you guys are gonna show up, you know? And now yeah. they're coming with their kids, and they're you know, and it's just it, it, there. There is a lot of, of of loveliness to it, you know, to, to all of that, and I. I don't take it for granted because there was a long time when it wasn't happening, you know? Yeah. And when we weren't really talking for a few years when we kind of just, you know, went our separate ways and then kind of came back to it years later and still, and people still cared. Yeah. We took a whole bunch of unintentional time off and uh, people still cared. So amazing. Yeah. It's really a a beautiful thing. It's a testament to, I think to the songs, to the, to what was created and you're right. People, I think especially with music, people really hold on to it. It does kind of frame a, a time in their life. But, like, mm-hmm. you look at it now, 30 years, like, when you started. I mean, did you have any concept at all when you got the when the band started? Was there any goal? Was there any kind of what this is? If we can do this, man, we'll have, we'll have done it. Was there any kind of way to, to, to register it and kind of measure? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. You know, I, I definitely, I, I, after the first record, it was like, God, I hope this one's huge because I can't imagine writing another record i can't yeah. i just think yeah this is going to be huge and and it wasn't huge <laughs> it was the beginning it set up the next thing which set up the next thing and that's that's sort of what happened like with us anyway like your head your head's down you're working you do like a bunch of crappy shows and then then you'll get then then they'll then you they'll throw you like a, a hip opening a open right. to the hip somewhere like in the 90s and it's like oh my god this is like you know it's like going to it was like going to rock and roll school, you know, yeah. to just sort of watch those guys sound check, let alone even even yeah. play the shows. Uh, and and so and then back to your back to your playing a ten people or playing a fifty people and playing or whatever, and and just sort of seeing it grow. I remember the a turning point was when people. I think my my memory is that it was at Sate. I don't know remember what year it was and what song it was on. Maybe it, well, it was probably. Be all uncovered or boneyard or like yeah. the second record <clears throat> when people would they, they'd applaud when you walked on stage ah. like that was like that was this turning point <laughs> like, whereas and honestly the first time I sort of looked around I thought that 
something else was happening. I said, oh, my God, it's it's because we're walking on stage. It's just, we haven't even done anything yet. Oh, my God. This is what it feels like. <laughs> this is, and I do. I, I, I remember that. I remember. I don't even know if we were. We weren't even headlining that show. It was like we were kind of considered we were a big opener. And maybe it was for the hit, but I don't, I don't remember. But I do recall it being, wow, this, is, this feels different. They, it feels like radio's working or they saw the video yeah. or, or – you know, and it was just, you know, you get these, we were lucky enough to get these little, these great little tastes of, of, of like what this, what success in this business can be. And we got them enough sporadically over the years that it just sort of kept us going and, yeah. and next record and next video. And, you know, until, I don't know, I don't even know until, I don't even know what happened. It just, we, we 20 years happened at that point. Or doing <laughs> yeah, then, bam. Yeah, and the hardest thing you realize, oh, the hardest thing about being a band is staying together, and that's like such a cliche, but there is a lot of truth to that. And, yeah, and uh, you know, there's no band that that is immune from that that kind of stuff. When you, it's it's an unnatural situation when you're living in somebody's back pocket for two and a half months, you know, and then a week off, and then another two and a half months. When it just it's just unnatural. You don't see anybody that much. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and it's unhealthy, you know, I think, yeah. <laughs> in general, <laughs> words, yeah. you know, the, the hour and a half on stage is the easy part. It's the other, you yeah. know, the other 22 and a half. On that, a bus like, with this guy. Yeah, for, what, yeah, what are you going to do, you know? Or driving yourself, or it's just like, and everything pisses you off. And yeah. you just, people, you know, the people who are in bands know that stuff, you know? And it's just, it's the unintentional. That's why there's side projects. That's why the, I'm going to go try this for a bit. I'm going to, you know, yeah. that's why all that stuff happens. And if you're lucky that it helps the band when all that stuff happens, you know, you kind of, you, you, come, s- you do a little diff- different thing, you come back to it or whatever. A little refreshed, so. yeah. <clears throat> I think, yeah, because I think about it as, for myself as a solo performer, I'm like, I wish sometimes I had that, you know, a collective wisdom, so to speak, of, you know, other people that I could bounce stuff off and travel with mm-hmm. and all those things. But I also go, I would then have to kind of share my vision. It's like, well, that's not, my, yeah. That's not how I yeah, want it, I want and I don't it. know how easy I'd be able to part yeah. with. You know, there's no. That Sting said, "There's no democracy in art." You know, and <laughs> yes. that's why it, all, all those guys brought in tunes. They all, all the police yeah. dudes, they all brought in tunes, and it's like, no, this just like listen to this one, listen to you know, it's like, <laughs> come on, like. <laughs> so, and I've I've thought of that. There's a, a buddy of mine, uh, Chris Finn, who's a regular at my bar, who's a, a comedy writer for. Uh, was the, the Rick Mercer show. Yeah. He did a bunch of stand-up and knows a bunch. Of, I don't know if you know him, Chris Finn. Don't, I don't been, know him, no. Uh, but he's in sort of an era that... Uh, well, anyway, just we've talked about we've talked about what he does, what what I do, and and I, I couldn't... I think it would be, it'd be pretty tough. Like, I love being on my own, like, just because I've been... Like, I like the sort of the solitude and, you know, traveling on my own, like, if I'm doing a show or having my own hotel room and just doing my own thing. But I couldn't... I don't know if I could... Uh, Imagine being like a solo artist traveling around like yeah. as much as I traveled around with the band on my own. I just I think I don't know. It'd be weird. It'd be kind of a little scary. Yeah, I've uh, had moments where I think about like you're not having the best day, so to speak, before showtime. You're not feeling overly energetic, and you get to the venue, and you're like, "It's all on me, man." Like mm-hmm. it's, and I think sometimes if you're in a band, it's like you know you there's can a be a little a off, but there's a bit of a machine and a yeah. net to catch you a little yeah. bit. Not that I mean, yeah. there's more pressure on you, I think, than probably anyone. But it, as as a lead vocalist, but no, um, but you're right though. Like there is a bit of a machine. I can you know, and I I can do it. 
I have to do it. I, I'm not able to do it as much as everyone else, just sort of like sit back and I'm going to play this bloody song again and whatever. I don't need to smile. No one's going to see me or whatever. Right. So it, it, is, it is a little bit more tough, but, uh, but still, there is a machine that can, you can just go into it and it does support you. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I've just, I've thought about, you know, could I do this as a, even a solo music artist, like the way Billy Bragg used to do his yeah. thing, you know, workers play time um, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, you know, that's one of, that's one of my, like, I grew up with that music and one of the, one of my, and still stuff I listen to, like probably stuff that he doesn't play anymore or whatever. But dude, just, I, I remember being in university, dude, and maybe this was yeah. due to some late night drinking one night, mm-hmm. maybe, but put on, uh, Valentine's day is over, oh dude. Oh my God. Bunch of, I could, I could, I could. bunch of grown men sitting around like you cried. Now yeah, I cried. You was, was no it? man. That's it. That, rec- that that record. I know I could sing you that entire song like right now. Unreal. But it, but feel free, but man. It's uh, I got a Guinness, so you do what you need to do. <laughs> uh, just yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful song. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful song. Beautiful record. I'm, I met him that during that tour in Winnipeg, and I remember pissing off the person I was sitting beside. Because I was singing everything, every sound. I knew every sound of every song available in in Canada. Yeah. And he signed my shirt and my ticket, and he was at the folk festival. I met him. Like it just, he was such a part of uh, of who I who I was. For I don't even know why, and I'm not sure why, why it happened. Because all the political stuff, I knew all yeah. the words. I didn't even know what he was saying. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking. It just about. resonated in some way. I just up. yeah, I just loved his thing. And then the love songs. There was like the political ones. Yeah. And the love songs like Saint Swithin's Day and just ones that uh, just like holy crap, this stuff. And I listen. I listen to that music like every day. Almost. Yeah. Like at, at you know playing it in the bar. It's like. All right, no one's in here. People are saying, oh, can you play this? It's like, you know, no, I'm not playing that. I'm play my stuff. I own this place. Go next door. Go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. listen to your own Spotify. Do your, your own thing. Your earbuds. You can use my, you can use my <laughs> headphones. Beat it, kid. Later, <laughs> man. Here's uh, some real good stuff but, if you want to be a man. Yeah. yeah. And then, and occasionally someone's like, God, man, I can't believe you're playing Billy Bragg here. This is all. Like, some, pe- <laughs> some people get it. It's like, holy crap. I said, you know what? I guarantee nobody in this whole city is playing this song. Yeah, There's no yeah. Billy Bragg in any bars right now that yeah. he played. It was funny, yeah. man, because it was an older guy on my soccer team at university who introduced me to him. Because it's not something I would have, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day going into a, you know, a Sam the Record Man or whatever. Yeah, like, no. I'm not, I'm not going to go buy a Billy Bragg. Because yeah. was, it was all video heavy. So mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't he have didn't, a video he didn't, he didn't make profile. Here, yeah. So uh, I was like, he's like, dude, listen to this. And I remember just being like, I hadn't heard anything like it. I couldn't yeah. even... I couldn't even compare it to something else. There was no yeah. category no, there was it. Absolutely. It was not. just on its own, you mm-hmm. know. But that album, yeah. It, and it's funny, you know how you kind of rediscover stuff like songs that you that mm-hmm. went away and uh I'm going to literally go download that, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, like, I'm I uh the Workers Playtime is uh so good. I have that on my You ain't uh, got no Billy Bragg in your life out there, people. If you're listening, do yourself a favor, all right? Yeah. Go he's, get some Billy he's Bragg. He's one of the greatest. Life. Yeah, he was fantastic. You mentioned opening for the hip at one point, and I wanted to—I did want to talk to you about this. I think <clears throat> I was at a bookstore last week, and the beautiful hardcover book um, on the hip, and it was a weird feeling, like looking at it. I was both happy because it was—it's a beautiful book with great photographs, but I was sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, for you and a, as your, and your band, you seem to work with them quite a bit. I think didn't you for for a little while when you mm-hmm. first started. What what kind of influence do you think that Gord Downey may have had on you, your career, you as a front man as well? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, speak to that a little bit. Well, I, I uh, we, we did do or we shared management for for about ten years, like in the in the nineties, right? So a lot of the shows that we got were sort of based on that. We're just like, oh yeah, we'll kind of like get thrown on the bill and yep. um, and yeah. I mean, in terms of and I mentioned it earlier, just it really it really felt like you were you were it was like lead singer school, you know, in terms of the. Um, I didn't, I, you know, we, we weren't close as a band, um, just because not we weren't not close, but just like they did their own thing, and yeah. we and did, made sort of <clears throat> sort of later on towards towards the end of of, of things. But yeah, the, the mid '90s were they were pretty I- instrumental. They they, I know it's, it's hard to even hard to even describe. It was just sort of we 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 were very envious of how they could sort of do what they just meld start their meld their way into song they would start songs differently all the time like one get different you know just musically just sort of noodling oh this sounds like it might and then this other guy comes in and it just you know the song would just sort of appear before your eyes you know it would you know a, a minute's worth of of musical sort of ramblings would all of a sudden sort of culminate to the oh i don't love that song i didn't realize they were playing that song right but it just they, they just sort of got to things um you know, or what? And to me, at the time, what what seemed to be so organically and authentically that, um, you know, we 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 as a band were very envious of that, and and I think tried to do it, and and did succeed in certain in certain uh, respects. You know, we didn't you know take what they were doing, but we took what they were doing and added it to what we to our sort of wing wingspan and ability, and and and, and whatever came out that was. Uh, you know, sometimes successful. Um, and as a singer, yeah, I just, I love the stuff that he said in between songs, yeah. you know, I, I just love the, 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 the energy, the frenetic. I mean, I saw them in Winnipeg, I think the first time our manager, uh, maybe he was, maybe I'm not even sure if he was our manager at the time, at the time. he might, it might've been our agent said to say, yeah, go check out this uh, band, the hit playing this, like, this dump in Winnipeg, the Portage Village Inn, and uh, there were maybe like nine or ten or fifteen people there, and they sort of walked up, and you know, Gord at the time had sort of like this Jim Morrison vibe, like his hair was in that sort of, and it was like, holy shit, this guy, like he's like he's like a bucket of water, like just sweating, like, <laughs> yeah. and there's nobody here, and this is just the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and and just sort of so that kind of, you know, that sort of. You play to who's there and not to who you play to who shows up and yeah. not to who doesn't show up. I mean, it's pretty easy to say, pretty hard to do when you're on stage and you don't feel like it and nobody shows up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just that sort of, uh, you know, that sort of uh, that sort of attitude, that work ethic, that, you know, that whole thing was uh, was inspiring, you know, it and matters, uh yeah. Yeah, it's cool because in the book itself, I, I thumbed through through a few pages, and it, they, someone asked him about you know you're playing these arenas in Canada, but when they go to the states, they play these smaller clubs, and mm-hmm. how you know do you see that as a kind of a step backwards? And he's like, man, like these people who are coming are coming to see us. Right. We're having a great time. They're having a great time. Everybody wins. It's like, yeah. but again, it's it's what glasses you're wearing, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like no, you know, do, you, do you feel grateful that these people have come? And yeah, it's not Madison Square Garden, but right. it's a sold out, you know. But but, house if, of blues. but if you're shitty to the to the half a house that came out in you know down south or where where you're 
fan base isn't as strong, then the people that came out are going to only be t- taking that with them. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be... Exactly. They're not... They don't know. It's like, oh, great. Like, I got a good seat, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. And, and, and it's sort of, you know, it's that sort of attitude <clears throat> that... Uh, and I feel that way. I, I feel that, and, and that's happened now. I'm sort of getting back to that with the solo piano shows. Like I've done, and I don't lead with the foot of don't you don't you know who I think I thought I was? You know when right. I walk into these things, like it's not. It's like I actually prefer, uh, you know, just I'm just a dude with a keyboard, and let me see if I can impress you with no when you're not supposed to like me or anything. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. That's sort of a feeling that I haven't had. Yep. for a long time and uh, and I love that and I've played at my bar well, with the, the sh- actually you know what when when you drive me back to where you pick me up from I'll give you one of my albums it's like this this sure. four song vinyl that I recorded in New York oh, at, I love like, that. live in, at the live at the Rockwood in in New York and it's just and there's nobody there there's like there's 12 people there like yep. you can hear like a smattering of applause sort of <laughs> after but whatever like I you know, flew down there and played with this girl that I know who plays at the bar in Canada on Thursdays. And uh, it's like, yeah, let's do the show in New York. I know this guy and I know the guy who books the club and he'll give us a Tuesday or whatever. So I did, I've done that a couple of times and uh, it's amazing. I don't ever think that I'm just, I'm grateful to, I want it to sound good. I want to see, okay, can I make this sound good? Like, uh, yeah. can I, can I just get through this set and make it sound good? It's not Watchman tunes. It's not like anybody else with me. It's just sort of, can I, can this happen right? And yep. uh, and so I love it. I, I I I sort of embracing those when people don't expect you to be good, and then by the end of it, yeah. you are good, and then you actually can physically see you've turned them from this to that. And yeah. it's, that's pretty that's pretty valuable stuff. And you didn't. You're right. You're not riding the coattails of a band's success. It's like yeah. no, just on its merit right yeah, now. Eight merit. o'clock tonight. Yeah, this and, me, me and, this piano. And I love it. And I've uh, actually I was trying to get my agent to get me a show in Calgary in the next couple of days to there's somebody I can warm up with uh, yeah yeah would just do my another thing it didn't work out but uh but that's the stuff that I want to start doing you know I want to yeah. do a bit more of that and and just not and I'm not looking for money sure I'll take it but it just like just throw me on the gig and yeah, yeah. give me a couple of drinks and, and thankfully I can do it and not doesn't doesn't I don't need to feed my family this way I can right. just do it because I want to do it yeah and uh you know so that's sort of a little bit of what's next for cool for me or, or, or trying and the watchman shows as they come up. We, uh, <clears throat> I'm always the first yes in the, <laughs> in the endless loop of emails that, that what about this and what about that? And let's try and get a bit more cash and let's like, you know, so yeah, I just say, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All good. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Let's Tell me where it. I gotta be. Yeah. One no, flight. It's uh it is interesting because I, I remember going through a period of my own career where, Someone told me when I first started, they said, you know, enjoy this time right now because it's the most fun you're ever going to have. And I remember being like broke and like doing the, sh- the worst possible mm-hmm. gigs and driving and losing money on gigs to get these yeah. places. And then you you start to have a little bit of success, but then the business side of the whole thing starts creeping in. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's agents and there's managers and there's this festival and this person got this. And you're constantly looking over the fence, seeing what someone else has. Right. And and I kind of lost my way for a little bit where mm-hmm. the, the joy, the ultimate joy of just going up and performing for people, which is why I started. Right. That feels good. Oh, they yeah, feel good. Yeah. Everybody wins. That kind of I, for, I forgot about yeah, that I for forgot, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and you need to be reminded sometimes of that kind of, oh, that's why I started mm-hmm. this shit in the first place you know yeah well that that's kind of where the band's at now where we don't have a manager we have our agent that's been our agent for for 30 years we're one of the biggest in the country 
and uh, and anybody who knows anybody who wants to get a hold of the band or they know who to ask they've known for 30 years who to ask so it's just sort of you know the offers don't they don't come pouring in but right. for things like last night for you know there are still people out there that uh, that care so so it uh, it still sort of happens and I think now because for so long it wasn't happening we I mean, or at least I am. I'm, I'm like I said before. I'm, I'm humbled by it. I'm humbled that we can do it, and we really are doing it to. Uh, we really are doing it for the, for exactly the reasons why we started doing it, and that's just because it felt good in like Joey's parents' basement. We turned the lights off and like put our oh, easy. <laughs> we 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 we, we, we turned the lights off and. Uh, and pretend we were, you know, walking on the Madison Square Garden or whatever. And it's just like all that shit you do when you're, you know, 13, 14. And, and, you know, so for all those reasons why, why you know, you get into it because you think it's so cool. And then you realize, yeah, there's a lot of it that isn't very cool, you know. And then you figure out a way around it. And, yeah. and the music, you know, hopefully, if you're lucky, the music wins, you know. And, and you realize, okay, well, this is why I'm doing it. And we've been lucky enough to come back around to that, you know. Do you think, too, there's also been a, um, I, I don't know if this went away at any point, but <clears throat> kind of a reappreciation of everybody in the band and what they bring? Do you kind of need sometimes yeah. to, yeah. that time away does provide a bit yeah, of clarity absolutely. to go, shit, yeah. man, we had something pretty special yeah. as a four. As a four well, song. right. I mean, maybe when you're in it, you, you're only able to see uh, their their deficiencies. You know, you're only able to see what they can't do. And then you take you take a few steps back and you realize that you, you just you see, you see the other side of it. You realize what they can do. And yeah. you realize that, yeah, you know, that guy really pisses me off, but that's a really good tune, you know? And that's <laughs> like, and that, you know, you just sort of, like, you figure it out, you know? And yeah. there's there's still elements of that. Like, there's the jokes that, like, that happen and just the old, old wounds that have become new jokes or old, you know, just like... <laughs> But you know that if we were on the road, if we had to do a month in a van or in a bus together, it would it would end exactly the same way, you know? Yeah. You know that, oh, my God, like, you know, Sammy said, God, it feels like being on the road for a month, and it's, it's, it was 36 hours in. Yeah, we just finished the first show, and we got one more tomorrow, and then I'm not seeing you for six months, you know? So we can do this. We can, we can get through it. Uh, but, but it's funny, though, but at least but we're, we're far enough away from you know, the constant work together and the stuff that we, we, we're not able to do really right now. We're, we're far enough away from it that we can uh, look at it and laugh at it, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm grateful for that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, it. I'm trying to be as grateful for all this stuff. Yeah. You know, because I don't know, it's pretty, it feels like it's harder to be grateful and it's, uh, and that's a little ridiculous, you know, if yeah. you think about it. Well, it's funny, I was listening to an interview with uh, Dallas Green, and he was asked about someone was getting into the music business right now. And he's like, you know, what would you tell this person? And he's like, dude, I, I don't even know. He's like, because when he started, yeah. the world, the music world was so different. different he's like, I don't know. Like, throw something up on YouTube. He's like, I honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah. Do you feel that? Like, this, this, this thing has just completely... 180 the way compared yeah. to where you, oh, where yeah, you got yeah. started i don't i don't know so oh you should put out another record and it said you know i don't even know what that means i don't know how you do that like what do you actually do like you like it's not it just doesn't exist the same way yeah um 
And that happens a lot. There's a few people come in at the bar and like one guy sort of brings this girl. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Danny knows how, you know, how this stuff goes. He's like, he was doing it. And she's like this 21-year-old kind of like jazzy kind of cool singer. I said, God, I don't know. You know way more than I do about what you should be doing now. You right. Know, I don't, or my, or my son does. You know, my 14-year-old knows what, you know, what he hears or what they hear. I think, uh, you know, it, you don't you don't realize it at the time, like in the '90s. Like what we were we were rich in the '90s, uh, rich with with record companies. They were signing a bunch of stuff, and they were. I, I mean, I just told the story the other day. They they spent eighty thousand dollars on one of our videos. Uh, the record company they didn't even play it, and eighty and eighty grand. We weren't even like like a, a super priority at the label. They they liked us, and we had some good tunes, but it was like that. That's what was going on. Like it was like. That was the kind of money they were throwing at, at you know, at at, at the B minuses of their kind of Canadian catalog <laughs> right. at the time. You know, that's like Oasis helicopter money. You know, like that, like that's, <laughs> and and they didn't even play it. You know, and it was it was kind of crappy. And but that's that's sort of like when they were doing that. Uh, and now they now you got to go. They don't know anything now. Now they're 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 like they're a skeleton of what they were. They're sort of, they're, they're, you know, some record companies getting into the merch business. Like, they're just, like, there's no, yeah. there's no, uh, they're just, they're struggling to find, you know, sort of income streams and, and changing with the times. You know, I think now, you know, I, it might have been, it's not, it's not, it's far from figured out, but I think the online streaming revenue is now sort of in the neighborhood of, of what the, uh, what the, the buying records uh, revenue used was, used to be. Uh, but that doesn't, you know, I think now the good thing is that the the artist has more control. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can, but you'll sell no records, but or you'll sell them on the stage or or off the stage or at shows or whatever. Um, but that's, I don't know. I mean, I think the cream still rises to the top, uh, but yeah. but I, I I wouldn't know how to tell somebody to to do it either. I'd say, well, I'll, I'll give you Tuesdays at Motel. <laughs> like that would be the, that would yeah. be my first. <laughs> thing and Try and that. you know and bring your friends the more friends you bring the more money you make you can yeah. pass pass the jug around and you got to do it because you love it and yeah. uh and i guess if you love it enough and you keep doing it and you're good then then something happens but what that something is i don't know like they've actually adjusted what the and i don't even think this is recently adjusted what like gold going gold or platinum in canada Used to be, you know, gold was fifty thousand, platinum was a hundred thousand. I mean, gold now I think is now thirty thousand in Canada. Wow! And it just sort of speaks of. I mean, if you sell ten thousand records right now in Canada, they, they figure that's like tantamount to selling like a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand. Let's say fifteen years ago, based on on how many people, based on like all the online and the YouTube and the you yeah. know the the Spotify's and the down, you know, just based on the reach that that you have with that ten thousand. Yeah. That speaks of you know exponentially more. So more people know who you are, making le- way less money on you know the selling of the records. But then you know you'll sell T-shirts at your shows, and there's just yeah. there, there's there's a different model, but it but it's out there, you know. But yeah. I would agree with that. That I don't know what to tell somebody, yeah, sort of how to do it. I mean, I'm sort of trying to, you know, I'd like to put out my own record, my own sort of solo thing, and say, well, you know, I don't know. I was th- that that's that's sort of why I started playing live again, just with my. The sort of solo in that solo way is because oh you know I'm going to get this let me get a record out and then let me do this and then I'll start 
it's like there was I was just putting all these all these obstacles were were being created. I was creating all these obstacles yeah. for myself. I said, well, why don't I just try and play for forty minutes? Why can't why don't yeah. I just do what I know I can? <laughs> I can, with I, that can first, I can yeah. sing out loud and I can <laughs> play piano and give me six weeks and I'll be able to play decently, a little bit better, and uh, and then then that's what's happened. And then that that will then that will create something else. That'll lead to you know, and if it's you know, if it's if it's meant to be, and if I want it to happen, then it'll happen. But yeah, uh, it was a real, it was really liberating. You know, you know, three or four or six months ago, this saying, okay, I'm just going to play these shows. I can do this now. I yeah. feel I'm not embarrassed to sit down and play and sing for 40 minutes. I feel it's it hits the bar, hits close enough to what I need to do. Yeah, sort of out loud, and that that changed everything because now I'm going to just work on that, and the rest of it'll. Well, and then realizing, okay, well, I'm going to record this this set that I'm doing in New York, and then so now I have a, a little four song EP of uh, piano and voice, and awesome. it's sort of all right. Instead of like, but like six months ago, I was just I had a mountain of obstacles in my way to start to even start doing anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now, yeah. and now I have this record that uh, that whatever I sell it shows, and it's and, you know it's as good as it is. I'm proud of it. It's absolutely live. There's no tinkering, which is which is a big deal these days because, yep. you know, you never really know what you're hearing. Yep. But, uh, you know, all the sounds on that recording are me and, and me and only me. So, yeah, um, yeah, that uh, it's a big, it was a big deal. It was a big deal and, and continues to be. You know? Yeah. I think the cool thing about it, and because it, it happens in the comedy world as well, is that, number one, the gatekeepers aren't as prominent as they used to be. So you can kind of generate your own thing. You have to push past that fear of like, Oh, right. well, what about that? It's like, that's going to be there anyway. But mm -hmm. if you can say, well, what can I control? I can control putting material out there in the world, right. finding a fan base. There's um, tons of platforms to put it on. Right. That's number one. So that's kind of when you reframe it, like the way I look at it now yeah. is that's kind of encouraging. And number two, and at the end of the day, it's going to come back to just loving doing the work. Right. Like that's right. because even if you go in the machine and you become the global phenomenon, at some point you're getting dropped off that ride. Right. And what are you left with? Yeah, you know, with? Yeah, you, yeah. you better still love getting up there and playing those songs or right. telling those jokes, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that's that's kind of the good thing is it's it, it's kind of stripped it down to you better right. be happy yeah, doing you, this. You, you better you better like <laughs> what you've picked. You better be into it because. And that, and that's right. Like concentrate on what you can control. Like I can't. There was too many things that I couldn't control in terms of. Oh, I got to get a manager. I got to get this agent just so I can get some shows, and then we get some studio time. I got to get a computer because I need the new version of Pro Tools, so right. I can. Like that was a big thing for me because I was a Pro Tools guy years ago, and I, I've I was away from it for so long that it's all new now and my computer can't do it and I need a new all new this and so it was all these well now I got to do this got to do this show before I have the money for a computer and I got to so it was just all I just realized all that was happening is <laughs> I was just, shit in the just way. putting shit in the way of it and I said I have a piano in the bar that I own that I'm there every day so and I, I can just, press a button that records just, like, that and I got yeah and I <laughs> But not even like I could the recording it. I just wanted to play it. I just wanted to make the sound out loud. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and do it, and and then it's you know it's it's stuff's fallen into place. You know, so uh, you know I'm uh, I'm grateful. My wife makes fun of me because I I go I I'm going to do a planning week this week and I'm going to Staples. I'm getting wall calendars. I'm putting them up. I got markers. There's there's uh, sticky notes. It's like just go write a joke. Yeah. Like what's what's with all this shit? It's what's like well, the remodeling. I'm getting ready to be creative. 
<laughs> What's with the remodeling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you doing a home work. reno show? Or are you going to go up and talk, tell jokes about cats? I don't understand. It's just, and again, it's just delaying the obvious work yeah. that needs to yeah. be done, yeah. right? Yeah, At the end of the day. Okay, now I got my book. <laughs> Check out this book. Yeah. Yeah, these I got line, line paper on this side. No yeah. lines on this side. Yeah, look at that. You I know, got it. the punchline over here. I got the setup here. And that's what I'm going to... Yeah, you're going you're gonna to use that stuff anytime or just yeah, keep yeah, setting just it up? <laughs> I tell you, if someone comes in here, they need to write a joke. <laughs> Everything's there ready for them. Someone should yeah. break in and need to build an act. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah Lie no, to yourself. So, but it, you know, it's so simple, but it's not simple at all, you know? Like oh, you man. just the the, <clears throat> the the tricks that your mind plays with you and, and but it's it's like it's part of the process. I might like when I when I got shows a couple of days before shows, I'm I'm just I'm I'm not ha- I'm not a good guy to be around. I get like I get mad. Like that's like I get sort of get oh I kinda <laughs> gotta get gotta get prep for the show and not thinking about it in the bar and the kids and it's just like I'm just I'm kind of just I'm pissed off but then I but it's been so many years of that that everybody around me know oh that's just that's just my process you got a show you Thursday it's yeah not I just it's not like you. yeah it's just my process and then then at the hotel it's like the guys talk well yeah write the sets and it's like you know you just fucking do your <laughs> you know you just have your thing and then and then it all goes away you have you know a cup of a little whiskey and you're there and then you're on stage and then it all goes away and I've just realized it's taken me 20 years to realize it and I'm like what the hell why do I hate this so much and it's like no I don't it's just it's just what happens that's just me getting ready for for a show and um yeah I don't know I just uh I'm uh, again I say uh, it's a it's a pretty neat thing that I've been lucky enough to do for now more of my life than I haven't, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, right. It's a pretty big deal. And I don't, I don't take it lightly. I realize that too. Comedians often joke, like we feel like one day someone's going to just show up at your gig and go, all right, dude, we know what you've been doing. Right. What do you just go up there and <laughs> say this silly stuff and people pay you? <laughs> all right. We're shutting this whole thing. Right. Like the whole right. yeah, occupation the whole. <laughs> will just be taken away because you're, you're, you're yeah. enjoying it. You're, so. you're not doing anything, man. You're not what do you doing do? anything. <laughs> Travel around. You make silly. You make fun of stuff yeah. and people right. and people pay you at the end. Yeah. This isn't no, going to no. be a thing no. anymore. It's so, not- <laughs> you know, you're, you're, <laughs> So I go, yeah, no, another yeah. day. We escaped another day. There's another yeah. gig. It's still yeah, legal. I always looking, looking over. I, that, I felt that way. <laughs> I was, I spent a bit of time uh, doing music for, for commercials. And, well, actually, it was more like, uh, like short. Well, m- the music for moving pictures. M- music for TV and whatever. Yep. And it was just like, oh, I just got this computer. And I kind of got some good ideas. But I just got this one little way of making sounds. And I was always waiting for somebody to say, yeah, no, you can't do it that way, man. <laughs> It was just like literally, I'd go into this mix, I'd deliver a mix to like a guy with like way more shit than I have in my house. Like, and <laughs> it's like he's gonna say, like, he's gonna look at me. Like, there was, I was always waiting for that, for that time when it's like, no, you, you can't do it that way, man. It's not this? gonna work. Yeah, yeah. And it never happened. And, no. and I, you know, I, I, I did some good things and I was did some stuff I was proud of. And I'm not doing it anymore, but. It was a real neat experience to just, you know, yeah. the, the, the idea of making something from nothing, you know, like that, that's sort of the, my definition of what, you know, I slash we do. Like it just, you're, you know, you walk into a room and there's nothing there and then you leave the room and then there's something, whether it's shit or not, you know, you do it enough times, something's g- gonna, gonna rise yeah. to the top. And, uh, that's just, that's 
that's something that uh, shouldn't be taken lightly, you know? No. I mean, art of any kind or, or writings or not even art, just whatever. Just like it before me and this moment, it wasn't there and now it's there. It's there. And, and then that's sort of, I've always sort of, when thinking about it in my own, you know, stripping it down to, to what that is, um, I don't know. There's a value to that 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 hasn't even been realized yet. You know. I agree. I feel like I've always felt like all art is hopeful for that very reason. That you start with nothing, it, you take all of your experience and whatever that is, the muse, whatever it is, it goes through you, and at the other end comes this thing, a song, a mm-hmm. joke, a sketch, a movie, a book, whatever it is, and now that's going to now give some kind of enjoyment to somebody else. Yeah. Like it's pretty. And, and, it's and pretty it can last for you know you know case in point. You write songs that last for twenty years and longer, and and it's like yeah, that's like. There's nothing, uh, you know, what did you do today? You know, like it's sort of, <laughs> yeah. oh, I just did something that's going to last for like 50 years. Oh, like, what did you do? <laughs> I rearranged this cabinet, <laughs> took these books off. Remember those old papers? I threw those yeah. out. Nice work. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it, there's, but you, but you need to, a lot of people do it, but you need to be able to take a step back and realize what, what you're doing and what's happening. And yep. like that, that's how you're. And that's something like I, I didn't I didn't do enough of, the, of of appreciating where we were when we were doing it. Like yep. we were in Australia, had this great experience in Australia and great success with with stereo. And, and it was like, but we were just all, ah, I miss my wife or I just like pissed off at this guy. I'm like, Jesus, man, you're in Australia, you know, and they're paying for us to be here. Like, you know, even everyone's really excited. Yeah, and it's, and you know, so there's so, there's so much of that, that I'm, that I regret of just not. So I'm trying to, you know, the pendulum swung the other way in terms of, trying to appreciate what's happening here yeah because, yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be around for forever and uh enjoy it you know enjoy it um one of the songs dude that i love and, and i mean I, I love all the Washington songs obviously but there was a song i think you did with doctor i think it was balancing i was like dude oh, yeah. still i i still have that cd in my car dude that's that's one of the tunes i don't know if, i don't think it's on the live record but i've i've started to do it piano and voice oh, like nice. sort of muscular piano and voice version of it yeah that's one of uh, that record uh is some of the best stuff that i've written that made it on that record that it was, was just a period of time that that just sort of worked me and my buddy rob higgins who's in a band now called dearly beloved um and we just were hanging out and became friends and you know i don't even remember what how it happened you know it just but we just we were just at the right time, and we just started writing tunes, and that was one with with the whole. It was funny because the the balancing. There was a song, uh, I think it might be "Day Sleeper" by REM. Uh, Great song. Where where he says it's furious balancing, it's curious or furious bits. But how he sings it is that the word, it's like an audio. Well, it's like the word does what the the word is sung the way like balancing like this, the, it's sung the way that illustrates what the word is as yep. well. Mm-hmm. And, and so I actually wrote, I wrote the song balancing based on that, what he had done there. And I don't know that, or, or that was the, that was how it started anyway. It's a weird sort cool. of thing, but um, yeah, there was uh, something about that record and it was, you know, a piece of time and, I I couldn't sort of see it through to its fruition. It just the band is breaking up. I was having another kid. I sort of jumped into that, but 
I just like I couldn't be I couldn't start at the beginning again. I couldn't start all the way down at the beginning. This other guy was like, "Fuck, let's go!" Like it's yeah, yeah. great, but it's like, yeah, I, I got you know, it's too much stuff. I gotta, I can't do this. Like I'm my yeah first my my first marriage broke up. It was like all these things. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. Like the wrong time for for all of that. Uh, but the record is you know, and that's why I, when I was sort of figuring out oh, what should what sort of set should I, what song should I? So you know, there's a lot of songs that I've written on my own. There's a few, in terms of my solo piano voice thing, a couple of Watchmen tunes that are done in that stripped-down way, but a couple of Doctor songs that I just like, God, this is such a great song. Some of the best stuff I've ever said out loud, this yeah. version of it. It's my tune. Like it's just, So a lot, of, a lot of my stuff has sort of created the, the, the solo stuff. A lot of the stuff that I've done sort of you know, over the years has been sort of you know, included and created in this, this set that I do. Uh, but yeah, a lot of doctor tunes and, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that, that time of, uh, of things. Yeah. It was a really, really good album. It's funny cause I was going through my basement and went through a bunch of CDs and, and it was one of the CDs that came out and I'm like, man, I haven't heard this thing in forever. So I put it in the car and it's like, I had it on panic, like driving now. I was like, I think I'm speeding. I think yeah. I'm speeding right now. I better slow down. But like balancing to me is just a, it's yeah. just a real thumper. It's yeah, like, it's, no, it it, goes, it's up it, here. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, and uh, me and Nick Drake, the last tune on the record is, is a, a favorite of mine that I also play on the, uh, just the, the piano and voice way. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know this that kind of stuff just adds to it's in the atmosphere. Not a lot of people know that record. You yeah, know? and and I don't, you know, I have I have a bunch of doctor shirts. Actually, I brought one with me here, <laughs> uh, just because we have like a box of shirts and no, we never sold. And it's like, yeah, oh, I got laundry now. You know, it's like this is easy. <laughs> I've done. I that got too mediums. Again. I got larges. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever. I get a closet full of merch upstairs. I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right, I think I'll throw this one yeah, on. I got an extra large. <laughs> Depending um, on the the you know the time of the time of the month, the time of the week, you know, yeah, I'm a medium today. I feel yeah. feel like I can fill this out today. Okay. And I was I was running to another comedian at that time. I was like, you wearing your merch today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can't wear it, who can wear it? Yeah, I made it. It's my shirt in every way, man. I should wear every shirt I have. Every, yeah. you know, every um, songwriting process for you uh, is it a would you say it comes in a bunch of different ways? Some just kind of fall out of the sky and come formed as is? Is it more of a, this is a childbirth type thing of pulling something and tearing at it and you put it away for a couple of years and come back to it? Is it yeah. What is I, it like I, for you? I, I think I mean, probably all of those things. Uh, I don't, um, but yeah, they, they all, it all comes different ways, I guess. For, for me, uh, I, I think I probably hear melody first. I hear melody in kind of vowels. Like I feel like I want it. Yeah, and I know I don't know what word the word is yet, but I know the, the kind of vowel that I want it to be within the melody that's that's happening. Like with with stereo, let's say I just I I knew it was going to be a song when I said my life is a stereo, and I said, well, I don't even know what that means, but then I just sort of I just wrote everything around that because I just liked I liked the way it sung, it, it, I liked the way it was sung, and I liked how it sounded when it was sung, and it just sort of. But that was that, that. That's actually easy when that happens, or it's easier because then you can just start sort of. Okay, you have like a, a central idea that you can sort of you know branch off on, and you know talk about the cables being all fucked, screwed up, and you can you know this this and that. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, it's mostly melody. Like I don't. Uh, my lyrics are are valuable, and and sometimes they happen first, but it's mostly mostly melody and 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 vowels and. 
you know, I'm just, I'm trying to think back at, I remember, I remember the building I was in when I, when I wrote Brighter Hell, cause it's now demolished in a condo in Toronto. And I was like, yeah, you know, I look at that, when I look at that yeah. part of Toronto, I think, yeah, I wrote, I wrote the Brighter Hell in that, uh, in that area, you know, that sort of like abandoned warehouse. There's some really cool places to rehearse in Toronto, like in the nineties, all these kind of, yeah, it's a rehearsal spot. Like this sort of abandoned kind of part of this building that you walk into one building, you're actually you end up going through and you're in another building, but you can only get through it. Like we just say like weird, weird shit that the, where you were. And it's just, I remember sort of, you know, locations and, and feelings. Oh, that's where we were. And we did that. And when yeah. I, when I thought that that's where I was. And, um, but you know, I, I think right now I, I need to write more songs. I need to to make like write like because I find that I'm I just I keep going back to old songs and trying to make them better. And right. I have successfully uh, a lot of it for for like this piano voice stuff that I'm doing. Uh, but I just I feel like there's a reason why I'm not starting it again. Like just where I'm not starting from scratch. Like I, I don't feel like I've made something from nothing in, in, in a little while, you know, I feel like I've made a lot of things better that I at one point did that, that at one point was my original idea. But, uh, you know, I feel like I need to, that I'd like to be able to do that, you yeah. know? Uh, so I'm just, I'm constantly a student, you know, I don't know how I'm going to write the next one. You yeah. Know? yeah. Which is exciting, of, but you, it, it is it exciting the point where you have to kind of, you know, I think we all have to, at some point that you just trust that, it's coming like you don't know mm, yeah, what it looks like yeah, yeah it, you have yeah. no idea but there's that i think you develop a faith and a trust over over a long career of like it's it's coming i don't know what it's going to look yeah, like it may yeah. show up at 11 p.m right. as i hit, put my head on the pillow yeah 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 you know? totally you want to yeah you want to be ready for it and you know just sort of i feel like i'm doing the right thing in terms of just immersing myself in in the music, you know, and playing piano and trying to just, even when I don't feel like rehearsing, just, you know, sitting down and just, you know, hammering something out. If it's for two minutes, fine. For two hours, like whatever, I just want to make some sound or do some, some something, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it takes on a life of its own. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, but I, I, in true artistic fashion, I'm not, you know, I should be doing more than I am. Like I'm, I'm, right. you know, annoyed that I'm, that I'm not, it's, <laughs> you know, it pisses me off that I, I should be able to do it and, you know, but it, whatever. It's, I, mean, it, I find it tough too, like as a creative, because, you know, generally, you know, you don't have a boss who's, who's got a gun to your head to get this mm -hmm. shit out. So it's, it's all on you it's and hard. on our it's standards. Hard. So it's okay. Well, what lies am I going to tell myself this week to not write the, these new jokes or whatever right. it is? And I go, look, man, I got to draw a line in the sand here and, and right. I got to have something ready for, you know, two weeks time. I'm going to have a new five minute chunk and right. that's got to come from me. But, and I think it's probably the same thing for you, but mm -hmm. the other thing I was going to say was, uh, cause I feel this in stand up too. How much of it do you feel is like getting out of the way? Like you, I, I find sometimes, you know, an idea comes and I'm like, that's, that's good. And I kind of play with it a little bit, but I always think I can make it better. And I can, right. well, I can do this cool turn of phrase yeah. and this metaphor. Right. And sometimes you just need to you get out of the get way, of the way man. Of you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, I, I do. I do agree with that. I, um, Oh, see, it's too much of this, and now I had some now fog. The thing I was fog. just gonna say was gonna be brilliant, brought mind gone, blowing, gone forever. Creative process. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, I, I think like getting out of the way is is important. You have to trust yourself enough to sort of to sort of know that. But then it ends up being it ends up being kind of your process, I guess. You know, I mean, you know that 
you know that you need to get to that point to then get back to the to then to take all the, the last you know five minutes you're thinking out of the way and to get back to the original thing like sort of circle back around to it i guess um I, I do I, I do sort of feel like I when I was sort of you know recording doing a lot sort of home recordings and recording my songs like there were like I would do two hundred takes of like a vocal I'd be I'd be singing I can do that better I I do like a lead vocal I would just do a pass at it like for six months I'd go in and just do a few passes ah oh, fuck I love that that's great and just but then it's just like I end up I'm just I'm it's just a bit of a wank that I'm sort of you know just trying better I'm not making the song better necessarily I'm just sort of like doing this this thing for me, you know, Yeah. but then it ends up being, you know, but maybe that's part of the process, you know, like maybe you have to, you know, I'm not saying this to you, but just in, in thinking of it, just like you have to get in your own way to then get out of your own way, yeah. you know, and realize that, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then chances are, it's not going to be any better at the end, but I sure still need to do it like, and right. try to try to do it. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the simplest easiest songs like the quick ones like the stuff that's happened like you hear that sort of historically where you spend months on something and then this little throwaway like you ain't seen nothing yet it's like the bto or the guests i think it's back and turner like they they that ended up being like the big single and they they wrote that as a joking song about like his stuttering brother or something because you know, there's that sort of stutter yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing in it I was like, what's this? You know, like they're working like like mad on this whole other thing. There's this throwaway <laughs> tune they did like in between tunes. Yeah. And that's one of their one of their biggest tunes and it's on Chevy commercials now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so that's right. So you know, it just yeah. like it's amazing what what can happen and and what does happen and just to I guess embrace it, embrace how it is. Like that's that's where I'm getting to is like all my idiosyncrasies and all my, you know, like sort of neuroses about all it is. I'm just sort of realizing I'm trying not to have it bother me and just realize this is what happens when you're me and when you're yeah. trying to do this and you're me, you know, that, that's sort of, and just sort of get to know yourself like that in that sort of way is, is, is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you're right. A little bit of compassion for yourself and, and understanding like, okay, this is what it takes for me to, to create that thing. I, I go through moods myself from my, like, oh, okay, I know what it is. I'm, I'm feeling some anxiety about a big show coming up or this tour starting. Mm-hmm. And you do go in those those little places, I think, sometimes. And I realize, like, yeah, wait now. I've been here before. I well, right. And, that, and that's the thing. But you, know. you need to uh, – you need to – sorry, I just need to – No worries. I'm getting, I'm getting hell. I'm getting hell over here. You're in so much <laughs> trouble. Uh, you, need to, you need to know yourself uh, well, but you can't – like, you can't know it until you go through it. Yeah. And, and, you know, now – it's like, you know, my wife will be like, yeah, you're pissed off because that's because you have a show in like 48 hours or 36 hours. Yeah. Like everyone knows that. Yeah. Don't talk to him. He just got up from the day before and there'd be times I didn't say anything. I'd get up in the morning after like on the road and like I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk for fucking eight <laughs> hours. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah. And then just like, just you hate everybody and you just like, it's just, yeah, that's just the process. That's what's happening. It's yeah. Just, Cause you care, right? So, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, uh, my wife was very underwhelmed, uh, being on the road with me. Cause like show day, she's like, well, we're in the city. We'll yeah, go out good. and do this, this, and this. I'm like, Oh no, no. I'm going to be out of the sunshine. <laughs> uh, staying well hydrated. It's like, this yeah. is the worst life. It's like, yeah, yeah welcome. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. <laughs> All right. Well, we're yeah. getting ready to wrap this thing up. Um, I want—I've asked this question to a bunch of people on the podcast because someone asked it to me once in a job interview, 
And uh, I thought it was a great question. The question oh. is. Jesus, you're building this up. Oh, dude, I this I is gonna, you may up. you may want to get I a counselor my, after this. I hope thing. my answer is dude, yellow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. I'm giving my answer before. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with yellow. It's like the old Johnny Carson thing. Like, just put the envelope up to the head here. The amazing whatever his name was. Um, what is the biggest misconception people would have about you? And then what is the reality? Biggest misconception. I think that that I'm that I'm not uh, that I'm not very friendly. I think the the misconception that I'm not well, not friendly. Friendly is not the right word, but just not not a social friendly guy going out and you know meeting people and being you know. I think that's that would be a misconception, but I think that's born of being you know. Yeah, right there. We're good. Yeah, uh, just I think it's I think that's born of you know being being what I was you know doing what I was starting to do what I've been doing now for 30 years when I was 18 I think it's sort of and just figuring out okay how do you deal with when people kind of want to talk to you or or like they want to because you know they, they go to a show and it's their celebration it's the 40th birthday it's the it's the so it's like it's a party you know and then you're they say, and that's why I don't like they, people shouldn't see me before shows, and because I'm not like I don't care. It's a fucking party. Like I'm getting my getting my game face on, and so I, I think just that I'm sort of aloof and unapproachable. Uh, I mean, historically, I don't know now. Like now, now I'm just the bartender that you know <laughs> kicks out the guys in Parkdale that are you know can't can't seem to find the toilet with their pee, you know, or whatever, you know, like that's. Um, but I think just as an artist sort of historically, I think that that's what I would, that I would say just aloof and unfriendly. And the reality is I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shy and uncertain, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the, I'm, I'm always, you know, want to make sure I'm doing it right. Want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I want to, you know, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I think I probably, if you would ask me that at the beginning, maybe. I would have, I would have knocked it out of the park. I, cr- was, I thought you did great. I think, I think it was a swinging bunt. I think that's that's what we're. Good well, at. I think you've you've proven you've proven your point. You've sat here for an hour and change, and and we're nothing but friendly. So yes. I thought it was. Uh, right. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Okay. So good stuff. Well, thanks for doing this, man. Well, thanks for having me. It was I, awesome. Uh, I appreciate your time. Awesome. There you go. Another sweet episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. That was, uh, that was great. I uh, recorded a while back, but I listened to it again just before uh, doing the, uh, the old uh, intro and outro here. And, uh, yeah, such a good thing. I just, and even when I listen back to some of these, I, I still pull stuff out of them that uh, is great for me going forward, too. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that one. Also, don't forget to give us a review on the iTunes there. I would really appreciate that. And don't forget to subscribe. Lots of great episodes still coming up. Also, don't forget the shows in Calgary uh, on uh, August 30th to September 1st. And, of course, in Halifax, September 14th to 15th. Uh, Can't wait to see you guys. Hope you're all well uh, and enjoy the week. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.